Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with the professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, Indiana-based XR Technologies and the John Hopkins University Center for Research and Reform and Education uh, announced recently a strategic partnership aimed at uh, researching strategies for improving math curricula, uh, developing licensing alternative sources of education talent, and increasing uh, self-directed engaged learning in K-12 schools. Yes, that's a mouthful. And so joining us in studio is Dr. Kevin Burkhopes. Uh, Kevin is the head and CEO of XR Technologies. So to help so to explain all of this, so Kevin, first of all, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it, sir. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate so, it. So what exactly is XR Technologies doing with John Hopkins University? So we needed a way of validating what we were doing to go after a, a third-party evaluation like or evaluation like John Hopkins. They're the number one research facility um, higher ed institution in the country. So they do more than $3 billion in uh, annual research, and we wanted to have the top to vet what we were doing and what we we're intending on scaling nationally. So what exactly, uh, what exactly does XR Technologies do? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuanced to explain. So the idea originally was to develop what we thought was a way of pushing uh, equity in, inside of school systems. So how does a math department be the same quality in one school as it is in another when they have different social and economic constraints put on them? The way that we came up with was that the same math department would be in two different schools. The way that we would do that is that schools would outsource to us. And that way we can concentrate only on being the best math department, the best grow your own program for talent, uh, and a, a nice way of transitioning talent that are in communities to be able to be excellent math teachers. That's what XR Technologies does. Uh, we are in 25 schools across Indiana. We run the exact same mathematics program in a school like Cathedral High School that we do in middle schools in Gary or rural schools in Mississippi, for example. Now, how do you guys, uh, because a lot of times when some people uh, hear equity, they'll say, okay, well, you're, you're lowering standards to compensate for this group or maybe you're raising standards to compensate for this group. How do you guys, how do you define equity, so to speak? Well, the first place that equity starts is understanding the, the sort of root cause of the issues that are with us. The One of the root causes is that about 25% of schools account for almost all of the teacher turnover in the nation. So the idea is that the schools that we work in, they often suffer from 70% turnover year over year in math teachers. To build a team in that environment is inequitable. Uh, the second place that equity starts is understanding the data. Where are students at and why? and being able to place them into a, a research-based um, approach to mathematics where they have the ability to understand where they are, what it would take to grow them from where they are, and then also um, increase rather than decrease the level of rigor and, and access to high-quality mathematics education. We think there's a lot of um, waste in the time that students spend at a day, uh, especially an academic day. And what we can no, do you're is kidding. find that. I think every parent learned Seriously? that right? <laughs> uh, in the last couple of years. Is, uh, they were done with, with their um, remote learning in an hour and a half. So if we can refine the idea of uh, what students need, understand the data very, very intricately, which only a department that focuses specifically on what we do, right? We don't have to worry about feeding the kids. And Transportation to and from school, among other things, like a school leader has to. We just have to be the best math department. Therefore, we have to understand the data better than anyone. 
putting kids on where they are at and giving them the ability to move at their own pace, either accelerated or decelerated based on their needs, how they learn, which is why we call it XR Flex. It's a blended learning model. Uh, we can do a lot of really quality work and have with schools uh, without decreasing rigor and then also without worrying about how how you find the type of talent that we need to do this because our entire program is end-to-end. We train the talent, and our value starts when they walk into the classroom rather than ending. Now, when you talk about uh, sort of uh, school districts outsourcing their math departments to you folks, uh, how how did that go over with parents? Because parents may a lot of people have negative connotations of outsourcing, like hey, you're just trying to you know be cheap, you don't have to pay benefits, just go to the you know the the private company and let let them kind of run the show. Yeah, so our teachers make as much or more than than um, the traditional teachers in public charter or private schools. They have stock options. They have growth capabilities. So we take care of them. That's part of our uh, company culture. There are stakeholders, as you know, in education. You have to talk to parents. You have to talk to school leaders. Sometimes school leaders and principals, those are different things. You have to talk to students and understand what students want. Our uh, ability to be um, successful at this is that we've refined our ability to talk to each of those stakeholders, let them know why we're here, what we're doing. But it also really helps that we're able to find talent in communities, from communities who our parents or otherwise um, already dedicated to the school culture. They just need to be wrapped with the technology process and training that we offer so that they can be excellent math teachers for their community. Our guest on the program today, that voice you're hearing is Dr. Kevin Burkhopes. Kevin is the co-founder and CEO of XR Technologies. Uh, they basically uh, enable school leaders to do a better job of teaching math, believe it or not. Uh, school districts uh, get a contract with XR Technologies. They do math in the whole uh, nine yards. Uh, when you look at uh, sort of developing a math curricula, uh, is it regular math? Is it new math? Is it common core math? Or is it, or is it the important thing to understand what you're doing rather than, get, rather than to get the right answer? Help, help me out here. So curriculum is based on the idea and the curriculum companies that produce it that align with the common core, Indiana core, or any other types of standards. Their, their incentive is to cover standards. Our incentive is that children learn. So we utilize the best practices and research from uh, flexible blended learning We take that and we use a proprietary approach to a standards-aligned curriculum. We sequence it such that when we get data, uh, we can place students where they need to be, and we set up the education week so that sometimes they're learning on their own pathways. Sometimes they're in universal instruction. We align to what a lot of people would know as the MTSS uh, tiers so that there's a group, there are smaller groups, and then there's strategy based on the need for remediation. All of that happens in a typical week or a five-day cycle Um, We don't need to think about the differentiation between common core, new math, or anything else. What we know is best practices from research on how students learn the mathematics that we're supposed to teach. That comes from the years of research that we've done, uh, as well as my background in in PhD in mathematics. The, The understanding of the nuances between those standards are important, but being able to talk to the stakeholders, the students, and also building this idea that uh, one of the best assets that young people have is themselves and that learning to rely on self and find resource to be able to learn anything, let alone mathematics or any other content, is uh, it's important to our culture. Uh, what kind of results have you guys got in the past? Obviously, you've got, you're bringing John Hopkins on the board to make sure what you have works, but how have things worked out in the past for you folks in, in, the, in the schools and the programs that you have? Yeah, everything that we've done over the last 10 years um, has research outcomes that are very promising. The newest things are that we have students that start in the 10th or 11th percentile and are performing at the 87th percentile. These are usually students that are working with uh, teachers that are first or second year, which means they're performing at or better than a 10-year veteran. 
Uh, we've been able to find a lot of and have research outcomes for young people of color joining the workforce. We've been out be able to outpace that nationally by a 10x margin. Um, the students that perform in schools or as they are um, assessed, they're working through the idea of where they are at currently, but also on a grade level. So we have research outcomes to show that we can do both remediation and on grade level education by our process. And that students that for whatever reason, and it's usually complex or behind, they can actually catch up and then uh, begin to to move forward on a on a pace that is uh, going to make them college or career ready. Our guest on the program today, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Kevin Burkhopes, Dr. Kevin Burkhopes. He's a co-founder and CEO of XR Technologies. Uh, they are sort of a, a strategic research-based company uh, that helps develop math curricula, and they're working with John Hopkins University, and they're in sort of 30-something-odd school districts across the state of Indiana. Uh, when you talk about uh, remediation, uh, I know there's there's been this talk about no for a while when I was in when I was in elementary school you know, you know, back in the <laughs> couple stone, years ago yeah a couple years ago yeah the stone ages uh, we were basically separated uh, you know top really smart advanced kids uh, better than average average in a little bit slower then no after a while the changes sort of started mixing everyone together saying that students should shouldn't feel like they're they're lesser or whatever but then that caused some 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 great issues how do you folks organize your students. Yeah. If, that, if that question makes any sense whatsoever. It, it does. It, it actually, it's a really important one. So what my machine learning and, and big data background has allowed us to do as a, as a company is understand a, a cluster analysis approach to students. So we use lots and lots of data, uh, usually about 17 different data points on a student. And then we can cluster them in, uh, you know, very kind of cutting edge technique ways such that you would find more like 12 clusters in a single classroom. So we have everything from kids in a typical Indiana seventh grade classroom that are first grade ready and some are college ready. So the idea of putting them into four tracks is really was chosen by, um, I think, in the past as a way of logistically trying to accomplish what we now can do much better because the data is better. Uh, we also have technology and, and um, adaptive learning that's much, much more mature than it was in the in previous sense. So what used to be sort of anecdotal, we know we have to differentiate, can now be done scientifically we can get kids what they need and through flexible blended learning, allow them to be in a classroom and not know that the person sitting next to you is working on college material while you're still remediating somewhere in the early elementary or middle school lane. The efficacy behind knowing that you're put in a particular track is important. Students that think that they are not capable will inevitably not be capable of learning mathematics at the rates that they are actually um, capable of doing. Students that think they're accelerated think they're accelerated. It's the, the same mentality as uh, how you think, so shall you be. We, we actually utilize that to where we don't want anyone to understand Sorry. necessarily I'm where not. they are at, uh, if they're behind or otherwise. We want them to get what they need and to feel good about that and then learn at the pace that is, um, is good for them. Uh, how are you guys doing with the teacher shortage in Indiana? I think that's something that we probably should talk quite a bit about. It's, it's not just a shortage in Indiana. It's a national shortage. Uh, we're producing about 60% less math teachers than we have fillable positions. So the idea is the gap is getting much, much bigger. Uh, schools are only able to find teachers oftentimes now that are licensed professionals uh, by taking them from another school. And you could imagine how that looks in the equity scale that we care about. The schools that need them the most are the ones that lose them the most. So the, what we do is, and the reason that we have a uh, transition to teaching program now vetted by the, the Department of Education is that we can go into a community and we can ask specific questions. Are there educators that are in this community? Are there people that are interested in being in education? 
who would be great with kids or are great with kids, but maybe haven't thought of themselves as a math teacher in the past. Our process and technology and the way that we wrap around our support for those teachers allows them to work while getting a license, and very soon we can actually put them to work before they've finished a bachelor's degree, which means we can offer a different type of incentive of why you would want to join the education workforce uh, and serve kids. So the, the crisis is there. We need a new way of thinking about the incentive of getting people into education so that it is more of a uh, kind of a career pathway, be it you can stay in ed, you can move up in our company, or um, you can matriculate to a, a public or private or charter school. And I think the last thing is that we should be okay with, at least in our opinion, or maybe just mine, we should be okay with that there is a turnover rate that's historic in education as an early career choice. Um, three to five years, we start to see a plateau in uh, the sort of standard research for teachers' productivity. So let's be okay with after three to five years, if year one they are performing at a 10-year veteran level, let's be okay with them wanting to move into IT or other types of industries that uh, Indiana also suffers uh, from a talent shortage of. We think connecting in that way, um, setting the pipeline and having it as a closed ecosystem in partnership with uh, these various institutions of research, but also um, institutions of higher ed, that we can fundamentally solve this problem in Indiana very quickly. There are 750,000 Hoosiers right now that started a bachelor's degree and haven't finished it. 1% of them solves our education problem overnight in terms of talent. That voice you're hearing is Dr. Kevin Burkhopes. He's the co-founder and CEO of XR Technologies, an education uh, company here in Indiana. Uh, basically, they're working with John Hopkins University to improve research strategies, improve math curriculum, so we can get uh, more math teachers and students do better uh, in school. You guys do anything other than math, say like political science or speech or law? Just just asking for a friend. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of my favorite questions because that means that you potentially, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, you find what we're doing interesting enough. I've also been teaching for 20 years part-time. And the, the idea of a talent shortage in mathematics is where we started because of my background, right, as the, the founder, co-founder, and CEO. This is a place that we knew with the type of team that I've developed, um, we could be very quickly the best at um, and we're not going to be comfortable with going into other content until we know that that's true. But with that being said, other content domains like special ed, like um, the sciences, like um, these other, actually the, the positions for entry-level teaching in universities is suffering from this very, very heavily. So we want to move into these others by setting precedent for what we can do in mathematics and then incubate other departments as a service uh, by finding entrepreneurs like you who would be interested in what we've already accomplished, and then fitting in a new content domain like world languages, for example. Uh, one of the things that has always popped up is in the in the also the alternative teacher license has been the the criticism that these the the folks that you guys get that someone just so someone someone may know math doesn't necessarily mean they can teach math or or vice versa. And so you have to go through the through the traditional four year schooling, which I've always had an issue with. My firm believer is if you, if you can communicate with kids, I can teach you this. I can teach you the subject. I can't teach you how to be a good communicator engaging personality so when you guys get your your new teachers in how do how do you train them what what, what do you focus on is, is it math in particular or is it those once again those those communication skills well the first thing we look for is exactly the person that you described do you have a disposition to be good with kids if you have that disposition we believe you can be a tremendous mathematics teacher we assess and create a data stream that very similar to what we do with students for our teachers. So if you're already college ready in terms of your math content, then we focus on uh, best practices for flexible blended learning pedagogy, among other things. Uh, 
if you need to, to remediate. And pedagogy is just a fancy term for educated how, how to teach kids. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the the approach for uh, teaching kids one one of the biggest things is of course that disposition, right? Do you want to be in a middle school classroom every day? If you do, we can wrap you with all the other types of um, really training. But remember, it's very nuanced for us because these individuals are working while training. So you have on the job training. It's an apprenticeship. You're getting an updated credential and license while deploying this uh, flexible blended learning model with students, which means you learn because every single day you have a reason to learn. So you try things, you make mistakes as we inevitably do in work, and then you have a feedback loop with our training that is immediate. So the idea of you know um, behavioral management in a classroom or cultural awareness in a classroom, you realize very quickly that you have gaps in your own knowledge, and so you learn very quickly. We provide that one-to-one training while they're working uh, which we think is much better than somewhat what we see with, with others that are trying to solve this problem. You could spend four years before you get into a classroom studying all of these things and then realize that you don't have the disposition to work in a classroom. That's why we see less than half of the people that start in schools of ed at higher ed don't ever actually get an Indiana license is because they've realized those things along the way. Um, this is faster, um, fills a gap that is needed desperately throughout the U.S., and we have shown that it's very successful when we are thoughtful about how we manage the people that uh, are going into our classrooms. Uh, final question for you. Somebody wants to get some more information about XR Technologies. What exactly folks do, uh, whether it's for their kids or whether it's for them themselves, where can they find out, get more information? Yeah, if you have a disposition to want to work in education, there's likely an open mathematics position in Indiana for you. Um, we have more than 200 open positions right now. So school starts in less than a month. Uh, we are hiring, and we will be constantly hiring on a rolling basis because we set up a grow-your-own program with schools that we're working with, meaning that they know historically they've had a difficult time finding uh, and deploying really quality math talent. So they engage with us. We then recruit in those communities, both rural, urban, and otherwise, uh, on a consistent basis. So we're always looking for new talent into under our programs. Uh, and the, the cost of doing this as a transition to teaching or bachelor's finisher doesn't come out of our teachers' pockets. We want them to do great value, make a good income and salary and benefits, and also uh, not have to question whether the ROI of that updated credential is something that they need to uh, incur for their own family. All right. Our guest in the program has been Dr. Kevin Burkopes, uh, uh co-founder and CEO of XR Technologies. Dr. Burkopes, thank you very much for being with us, my friend. Nothing but the best luck as you guys uh, try to find your math teacher. If you need a speech teacher or a government or law teacher, let me know. We'll get there. I appreciate you. <laughs> This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.